Hello, and welcome to the Roman Run League Podcast. I'm your host, former NFL scout, Tyler Roman. Today's episode, we're going to take a look back at the Welsh football team, New York Giants game from this past weekend. The team played its last game under the Washington football team moniker and ended that tenure with a win. An important offseason with a lot of, a lot of uncertainty awaits. Also, look ahead to the wildcard games this upcoming weekend. An exciting weekend of playoff football coming at us. Lastly, I'll take a quick look at the college football playoff national title game. Lots to cover, so let's get started. Looking at Washington football team New York Giants game, the team capped off the season with a lopsided win over the lowly Giants. Um, that's a horrible football team. They're really bad. I think they're the worst team in the league. Uh, those last couple weeks of the season, even with the Jaguars playing the way they did against the Colts, even Texas playing some better ball last month of the season, the Lions playing better. And the Giants were just horrible. And Washington you know, did what they could to win by 15 points. Um, it's a nice win to get, especially after Joe Judd's asinine comments about you know, taking a shot at the team, even though he had, he had no idea what's going into this team's uh, inner workings with all the tragedies with, you know, Monta Sweat's brother and uh, the stage driver, losing his girlfriend in the car accident. Apparently another teammate lost her brother unexpectedly as well. So, I mean, there's a lot of things going on. You know, he deserved to get fired yesterday as a coach of the Giants. I think it's... Um, Bad for the Washington football team community because uh, I think he's a horrible coach and would have been good for the Washington team to have him still as a Giants coach. But they made the right decision for their organization and they're going in a different direction, get a new GM and coach for the Giants. Um, so that, that's the way they're headed. Um, again, this team could have won by actually a lot more. I, I uh, in my opinion, especially if they could avert some of those third downs in the first half and be in the second half. Uh, Taylor had a pretty poor scheme. Uh, he was average. I mean, he only completed nine passes, and that's hopefully the last game he starts for this team for foreseeable future. He's a really good backup, um, but that's kind of what he is. And either way, it's a great you know story for him and a great uh, way to start his career. I mean, he could be a lifelong backup for five to ten years as long as he plays like that. And for a guy that was on his sister's couch, you know, being getting his master's at ODU, um, to you know, come that far in a year, that's a great accomplishment for him to testament to who he is um, on or off the field. But he really is not a starting quarterback. I think everyone has seen that, especially his last month of the season. Um, but again, wasn't very good. Uh, Antonio Gibson, his best game this season, maybe his best game as a pro, um, neck and neck with that Dallas game on this game last year. Um, just the vision he showed, the patience he showed, uh, that was beautiful to see. Some of you could see his developments coming on and progress is being made. Um, and that was, you know, really a huge bright, uh, bright spot this team could take away from the finale this year. I think they still could look to add a running back to pair with him next year. I think they definitely need to back, bring back J.D. McKissick as well, but someone that could take some some of the brunt of those carries because um, they use Gibby a lot this year. And um, I think he's 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 uh, built for it, but definitely has some injuries with the shin splints and then the, the big toe, and hopefully that finally gets rectified this offseason. Looks like he's going to try to cut some weight from what I've heard, um, and that would definitely help him, you know, even – prove on the next post that he already um, contains um, or pertains. So um, hopefully um, you know, year three is going to take off even more in his first thousand yard season in year two, uh, over 20 career touchdowns, total touchdown. That's awesome. A great start to his young career. Um, and he hopefully will only get better and improve for this Washington organization. Um, it was awesome to see Terry getting a thousand yards. Um, he got it pretty quickly in the first two catches. I think he had 40 yards already. He only needed 40. Um, he had a beautiful catch at the end of the first half to set up a field goal. Um, and played and just played, you know, Terry McLaurin football. Um, it's, he's such a you know great player for this Washington football team, and someone that could really get had more yards this year. Obviously, if it was a better quarterback situation, there was a lot of times he was open down the field that Taylor just missed him. I.e., even in this game, when Terry showed the player that he is to knock Xavier McKinney um, from the ball, when Terry had a step on his corner, uh, Bradbury, but McKinney made a player over the top because Taylor overthrew the pass. Um, so Terry just out of the way he's improved this season. You know. 
getting off the line, something he you will know, keyed on and try to improve on going into year three, and he did that. I think he's only going to get better. Um, the sky's the limit for that guy. He, he's, he can have 1,500 yards in the season with the right quarterback. I truly believe that, and hopefully they finally get that right quarterback for him going into year four, and hopefully he gets that contract session that this whole fan base is excited about for him. And not much else to say about the offense. Um, you can move the ball well against that defense. The Giants defense actually, the run defense isn't that bad, but Washington obviously did a great job against that. I would like to see Diami get some more targets, um, just because to see what you know what kind of steps he can take going into his second year. Uh, but they didn't do anything really with that. But again, they only completed nine passes total, four with Terry. I think one to Gibson, one to Jarrett Patterson, one to Bates, one to Humphreys, and might be missing one other. But you know, again, they just didn't really have many success in the pass game. D line got some pressure. You could see uh, Jer uh, jo excuse me, jo Jonathan Allen had half a sack. Um, Jason Smith Williams got in there a few times. Shaka Tony did as well. Um, so that was good to see, especially with so many injuries in that front. They did a good job. Um, and I see Jamin Davis made a play. Um, you know, just reacting to the fourth down. Um, it was he went unblocked, but again, he made a nice hit. He stopped him in the fourth down. Washington got the ball back uh, when Giants were in their territory. So. That was good to see. Again, they're going to need a lot more from him going into next year. He's clearly outside, 4-3 linebacker, and that's kind of what I predicted for him before the draft. And the team typecasted him the wrong way anyway from the jump, having him play the Mike linebacker position. So hopefully when he has more time to assimilate to that 4-3 outside linebacker role, he's going to have a better year too. But obviously that's Cole Holcomb's best spot too, and they only play really two linebackers at a time. And they're going to look to add in Mike linebacker this offseason, whether in the draft or free agency, hopefully free agency, um, just because you'd like to have some experience back there. And someone that can you know, step in from day one. You, you can't really count on that in the Mike Limer position. Maybe in the first round if you get a guy like uh, Devin Lloyd from Utah or Nicobe Dean from Georgia. But you know, I, I don't know if I really want them spending back-to-back -back years first-round picks on linebackers. Um, Got to hope Cam Curl was okay. That was a tough play to see him go down. You definitely don't want to have a married injury going into the offseason. Um, he's top three defensive player on this team. I haven't heard anything from an injury front. I guess everything's okay. Hopefully that, that is the case um, because he's someone this team defense is going to build around going forward. Bob McCain had the best game of the year. That was a beautiful um, interception, pick six, the way he read um, Jake Fromm's eyes. Jake Fromm's a horrible quarterback. Bob McCain took advantage of it. And even the interception to the end of the game, last play of the season. Um, he'll be an upcoming free agent. Um, and I'm going to talk more about upcoming free agents for this uh, Washington organization here in the next couple weeks. Um, but Bob McCain is someone they like and someone they're going to look to retain. Maybe if it, uh, I think it would be a good move. He definitely proved the second half of the year someone that um, – Got better, and as he got assimilated more with the defensive scheme, his team is running. Um, he's a quality, you know, low average start in the NFL, and some they can pay a couple million dollars a year um, to you know even just be on the team, even if it's a gadget player to play slot, um, play some safety, even play a little corner. So I, I think he'd be a good guy to retain for this team. But again, I'll be looking at upcoming free agents for this team in upcoming episodes and talk about uh, the 11th pick this team obtained. Uh, they did lose two spots um, for, with this win from nine to 11, but. I think it's worth it the way the Giants kind of disrespected the Washington, or Joe Judge, disrespected the Washington organization. It was nice to see them get a win. Um, and with the way this draft class is headed, you know, quarterback class is not really, you know, too hot. So they can still get a great player, whether it's a safety or a wide receiver or a corner. I think it's something that they definitely can consider. And I guess, obviously, quarterback, of course, is on the table. But see how they approach that in the next couple of weeks. And, you know, they'll know, we'll know in March, if not earlier, if they're going the veteran route. Looking at the playoff matchups this uh, upcoming weekend, uh, first at 4:15 on Saturday, you got the Las Vegas Raiders against the Cincinnati Bengals. Um, I think it'll be a pretty good game. I I'm a huge uh, Bengals fan. I'm adopting them as my playoff team. Um, I'm a huge Jamar Chase fan. Um, if anyone's in this podcast, I've been on that guy since um, really his LSU, his last days with Joe Burrow. 
during his sophomore year. Um, and he just an absolute stud that he thought has been in the NFL that preseason can't catch talk was I thought was baloney from the jump. That guy was a stud and it came through in the regular season basically from day one. So um, him and, and I've always been a Joe Burrow fan too. You got to love that guy's confidence and moxie and he backs up with his play on the field. Um, the Bengals are an upcoming team. I think they're a maybe a year away from being a true Super Bowl contender. Definitely need a better online help for Joe going forward. But I think they have enough to beat the Raiders this weekend. I'm taking the Bengals to ex- to advance and uh, to the second round of the playoffs and probably play Tennessee if the way the um, standings work out or the playoff seating works out. Then you have New England and Buffalo Saturday night. That's going to be a tough game. Uh, I think Buffalo is a better team, but New England's built for that weather. It's going to be there on Saturday night. I think I've heard it's like 19 degrees, chance of rain and snow. That's another game New England can run 40 times and only throw it three times and Buffalo will be in trouble if that's the case um, but if Buffalo learned from their lesson obviously they beat them the second time in New England now it's back at Buffalo the site of the first matchup which was a debacle for the Bills um, I'm going to take Buffalo just I'm going to say talent wins out I think they have the better team like I said Josh Allen's definitely the better quarterback than Mac Jones Stephon Diggs Gabriel Davis Emmanuel Sanders Dawson Knox even Devin Singletary's gotten going recently and they have a good defense too by Micah Hyde Tremaine Edmonds Jordan Poyer um, obviously, losing Dravius White to Tony Seal about a month ago, that was a stinger, but um, they still have a you know really good defense um, that can hold up against New England. So I'm going to take Buffalo in that one. It's probably the one I'm most shaky on, though, because I feel like New England has something up their uh, sleeve. You can't ever kind of a uh, Belichick-led football team, of course. You got Sunday at 1. You got the Eagles against Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Um, I think Brady's going to have something special for Eagles. I think he's still... Uh, no, seeing a guy like that, he's... I'm sure still not over that Eagles loss in the Super Bowl, you know, three or four years ago. And apparently even on the radio this week, he was reminded about how every time he sees an Eagles fan, they make fun of him for that drop pass he had in the Super Bowl and that gadget play. So I think he's going to have something and make sure, uh, you know, maybe beat Philly by two touchdowns. Um, Tampa Bay definitely is a better team. It's not even close. Um, you know, Philly has a really good run game, but Tampa Bay has a really good run defense. So if they shut down the run game, Dalen Hurts is not going to be able to lead them to victory. He's just not that type of quarterback yet. So I got Tampa Bay winning that one. Then you got San Francisco and Dallas, the 4 o'clock window on Sunday, 4.30 uh, window to be exact. You know, I think it's going to be a good game. I think San Francisco has the recipe to beat Dallas. They have a really good run game. They commit to the run with Elijah Mitchell, Trey Sermon. They just got off of IR. Maybe they uh, put him in the game plan a little bit. They also have Jeff Wilson Jr. They use Debo Samuel out of the backfield as well. Brennan Ayuk has come on in the second half of the year. And, of course, you have George Kittle who's probably the most complete tight in the NFL, the way he blocks, and of course is a you know, beast after the catch anytime there's a ball in his hands. So I think Dallas is gonna be able is gonna have a tough one on their hands. Obviously Dallas offense is loaded. C D Lamb, Mari Cooper. Um, Michael Gallup is out with a tornado yeah, but they do have Cedric Wilson who's a solid, you know, number three receiver with them. Zeke, Tony Pollard, and Dak looks like he's got his groove back. Um, but I think San Francisco is gonna come with an upset. I think they're gonna hit punch Dallas in the mouth and they really haven't, you know, done well when they get hit first especially with Dallas is six and five against non-NFC East opponents and of course San Francisco is a non-NFC East opponent um, so I'm going with the 49ers I think Garoppolo is going to do just enough to beat Dallas but it'll be a close game then you got uh, Sunday Night Football Pittsburgh against Kansas City Chiefs I think this is going to be a blow that's like it was a couple weeks ago Kansas City I think 136 to 10 I could see a similar score Pittsburgh is, is only in because of you know the Colts choking and really because that seventh playoff spot that was implemented last year they're not a very good... I mean, they're an average football team. They have really good defense. Well, I phrase that. They have J.J. Watt, who's a very good player. And Minka Fitzpatrick as well. But there's some holes in that def- defense. I expect Kansas City to, you know, have a field day and uh, beat Kansas City by at least two, 14, 17 points. Then Monday night, you have the Arizona Cardinals and L.A. Rams. This is probably the toughest one for me to call. Uh, Arizona's an amazing team on the road. They're 8-1 on the road. They beat the Rams already on the road this year. Um, 
if DeAndre Hopkins was playing, I think I probably would lead towards Arizona, but obviously he's out pretty much for the season, barring anything, a miracle for him to cook him back for the conference championship games if they make it that far. Um, and the Rams have been an up-and-down team, of course. I mean, when they're on, they're one of the best teams in the NFL. When they're off, one of the you know bottom-half teams in the NFL. So um, I think you know Matthew Stafford never won a playoff game. I think he can get off the schneid with this win. You know, Maybe feed Sony Michelle a little more, get Cam Akers involved if he's healthy coming off that torn Achilles. Obviously, Cooper Cup is in consideration for as a player of the year. He's had a hell of a year, one of the best statistical seasons for a wide receiver in NFL history. Um, Odell's, you know, been pretty solid for them. Van Jefferson's a really good number three receiver. Uh, Matt looks for him down the field, and Tyler Higby's been a little bit of a safety net for him at tight end. Um, and obviously, Arizona, you know, got Kyler, of course. Um, if he's on, you know, he's tough to stop. James Conner's been an absolute stud for them. Really good free agent find on a, you know, low salary deal. Chase Edmonds, I like him as a chase, excuse me, as a, um, change of base back for them. And obviously they have A.J. Green. Zach Ertz turned out to be a great trade deadline trade for them. He's been uh, one of Kyler's top targets once since Hopkins went out. But, you know, having said all that, I think Jalen Rams is going to do a good job on A.J. Green. They're going to have to rely on Christian Kirk and Ronda more if he's healthy. I'm going to take the Rams. I think they're the better overall team, and they're at home. So I'm going to give them the edge. A quick look at the National Championship. Georgia won the National Championship. A little off by my score. I think I had him at 31-28, but the final score being 33-18. A little bit of a snooze Seth in the first half, um, but it picked up in the second half. Um, Stetson Bennett stepped up huge for Georgia. Um, he's a guy that probably doesn't have an NFL future, but um, it was you know really you know cool moment to see how emotional he was after they got that pick six. As a kid that idolized Georgia growing up, and to him and won a National Championship for a team that hasn't won in 40 years is a great moment, great sports moment just to see. Um, but Georgia's defense won with uh, Georgia won with their defense, which is no surprise. Their defense has been dominant all year, minus the SEC championship game a month ago. Kobe Dean was awesome. Um, Jordan Davis, who's a freaking monster of a nose tackle for Georgia, made a few nice plays in the run game. Trayvon Walker is a guy that could be a top 15, top 20 pick. A little plays a little outside, inside, another good game. Deion Kendrick held his own, even when Jamison Williams is out there. Uh, but once Jamison Williams went out, you know Deion Kendrick, you know, did a really good job. Nolan Smith had a great game. Um, for George, another inside linebacker against Essa Bennett made some plays. George Pickens had that beautiful deep catch down the field in the first half. Um, he's a guy I like in the you know, first or second round. He would have been a first-round pick if he didn't tour his ACL in spring practice. He was very limited this year on offense uh, for Georgia, but he only played a couple games. And if he comes out, I think he's still a second-round pick just so that height, weight, speed combination, good hands. Uh, you saw that evident on that you know beautiful catch down the field. Uh, he had Zamir White, probably another you know day two, day three, early day three running back. He's a guy that um, Georgia leaned on this year. They had a really good run attack. He has some good big plays to get 80 yards in the game. James Cook had that long run that really set up Georgia's um, ascension to take the lead and really hold on. He's Dalvin Cook's younger brother. Um, he's a senior. Um, he's a guy that's really good out of the backfield um, in the passing game. I think he can go you know late day two. He's a guy that I think teams are going to have a look at. Look at him as a better NFL prospect than he was in college. Um, I think he has a nice little future for him in the NFL. And then you have Brock Bowers, freshman tight end for Georgia, of course, not draft eligible, but that guy's going to be a stud, man. The, even that acceleration he had in that touchdown run or touchdown catch uh, late in the game, um, he's definitely going to be a first-round pick in two years. I, I, as long as he you know, continues to play like this, I don't see how, how white wouldn't. Alabama, you know, Bryce Young, he's a stud. He'll be a top-five pick next year, but you know, Georgia, you know, brought it. Um, they had him um, flustered all game, and it, it was showed. Um, you know, Bryce, obviously... Is an elite quarterback prospect, but when you bring pressure like that and when your guys are gone, it's a tougher guy to succeed like that, especially a young guy like that, only a second year out of high school. Um, Brian Robinson Jr., only 22 carries, um, 60, I think 60 yards and 22 carries. Georgia did a really good job against him. He had a great game against Cincinnati in the semis, but obviously Georgia's a different animal going against that defense. Jamison Williams, uh, I'm really high on that guy. It really sucks to see him tear that ACL. He had 66 yards before he went out. 
Um, if he comes out, I think he still could be a first-round pick, you know, round two with the latest. Maybe Washington get him in the second round now. Um, he's a guy just with four sub-4-3 four, speed. Hopefully, you know, he retains that after the injury. Um, but he's a guy I love. He was probably my top, you know, top receiver right there with Drake London um, going to next or this year's class. Um, hopefully he still comes out, or maybe he won't. I don't know. John Mechie tore his ACL last year, last week, excuse me, last month against Georgia. Let's see if he comes out as well for Alabama. But those guys are still first or second round prospects, even with the torn ACLs. You know, guys are coming back from that a lot quickly. There's a lot more quicker um, in today's game. So hopefully he won't, you know, kill his draft box too much. Cameron Latou is an Alabama tight end. A former defensive player switched over. He had a pretty nice year in his first year playing full-time as a tight end. He had a touchdown in the game. He's someone that has a decision to make as well. He could probably be a day-two prospect at this at this point, but I think he might return to Georgia, excuse me, Alabama, and put up that stock a little more. Yeah, Christian Harris had a really nice game. He's had a you know good career at Georgia. He's a junior. He had three sacks, seven tackles on um, Monday night, 6'2", 232, love his speed. He's a guy that's going to probably go day-two. You have Dallas Turner, and then you have guys that are not draft eligible. You have Dallas Turner for Alabama. He's a freshman, but he's a absolute stud already four tackles two sacks he had a great game on Monday night he had eight and a half sacks total as a freshman who will Anderson are going to be a tear to deal with next year in the SEC Will Anderson had 17 and a half sacks as a sophomore he's a top five prospect going into next year um, he's a play a little off ball he probably reminds me a little bit of Michael Parsons and maybe could be even better um, so again that was a great game loaded with prospects guys that can come out this year and in future years but um, it was great to see Georgia get a win um, Alabama obviously dominated college football landscape for so long um is, I guess, refreshing to see another team like Georgia win, especially having they have, after having they have not won one in 40 years. Well, that, that will include this Roman League episode. Washball finish the season with a win and shut up Joe Judge and probably put a nail in the coffin in his career as a Giants coach. If you're a football fan, uh, you have a great weekend of playoff matchups. Look forward to this weekend. Next week, we'll be back with an episode looking back at the wildcard weekend along with some off-season talk. You can follow me on Twitter at NFLScout21 and Instagram at RomanLeague underscore pod. Thanks for listening. Please rate and subscribe. This is your host, Tyler Roman, signing off. See you next time.